yeah, I mean, I, I, I will say this in full disclosure. I wouldn't have known that you were drunk if you hadn't have told me. Really? Yeah. Make a great alcoholic. Well, I mean, goals, I suppose for some people, I hope it's not you. from your local news anchor's hairspray cabinet with resumes and egos at the bottom of Dan Rather's paper shredder. Two men who absolutely will not stop in search of train light in the tunnel of truth. This is Let's Do News with Jeff Bowe and Chris Patton. hey what up? All right, we are here. We have arrived safely where we reside joyfully in our luxurious secret nook. Okay. <laughs> that secret nook thing has got to go. Uh, why don't you like I'm not in nook? your nook. No, it's not my nook, Chris. It's our nook. Anyway, I'm Even here. Even worse. You're here. Chris Padgett's here. By the way, I'm half, only half, of your fearless leading team. The other half is that who, in fact, is Chris Badgett, who's already made himself known. And uh, we appreciate you jumping in here with us on Independence Day. Or beautiful for or amber waves of... Anyway, all right. CP, we welcome you to the show. Well... I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you. I also want to welcome you to the fact that it's actually not Independence Day yet. No, but when when I release... We're recording this early. We are recording this early. But happy Independence Day, nonetheless. Let me just simply say this. It's an honor and a privilege to be on this show. Of all the things I could be doing this evening, spending time with you is definitely on the list somewhere. Somewhere on the list. So which of the things that you wanted to do got canceled to lead you well, to, to do news this yeah. evening? Reading. I, I would I would have come into my office here and read, but I thought to myself, you know what? It's it's a little early. But, I mean, please, it's got to be the case. Jeff has got to be up. So I took a risk. I sent a note, and then I ignored my phone for about 20 minutes. Which during that time, I blew you up. I was like, Chris, I'm not drunk. Let's do news. Chris, I'm awake. Let's do news. Hey, hey, you want to do news? Speaking of annoying and persistent, Chris, we have exciting, exciting news that we need to share with the people at home. Are you ready for this? I know. This is big. This is big. This is big. Can I get a drum roll, please? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Let's Do News is glad to announce that Ben Hooper has replied to our Twitter messages. What up, Ben Hooper? What up? I have to say that I'm going to feel a little bit um, starstruck knowing that he'll be on the show. Like when he comes on, I I don't know what I'm going to do. Because what I really want to say to him, and I don't know if I'm going to actually do this on that day, but what I want to say is first, uh, if we can be friends, but then what I'll say is when, when you do news, do you feel like you're really a newsman? Like, do you feel like you're actually giving news? Because in some ways I'm hoping he says yes, because then I think it validates everything that we do. I'm going to call him father. He is the father of Let's Do News, even though he doesn't know it. 
We don't want to give him that yet. Like, let's let's do some sort of genetic testing first and see if he can handle the weirdness that is us. All right, fine. We'll spit in the tube. Are you my daddy? Are we back to that book now? Where did I come from? <laughs> What's happening to my body? Are you my daddy? <laughs> ben Hooper, are you my daddy? Ben Hooper. Well, last, uh, last episode, you said that you weren't going to call him father anymore. So um, I did. I don't think we should. I think we, he needs to earn that, you know. Anyone can leave a, a sample at the door. But this is true. We're going to see what happens. Just so everyone out there is aware, Ben Hooper responds to my annoying Twitter messages. Hey, sorry, I don't check Twitter as often as I should anymore, but I'd love to be a guest on your show sometime, which I interpret as your show is the greatest thing ever. I cannot wait to be there with you. It is an honor and it is a privilege to be part of the magic. Did he say that or is that what you imagined? This is what I'm imagining. This is, yeah. well, it's what I heard. Here's another question I want to ask him. I want to ask him this question first. Are you a fan of Mystery Science Theater? And then second, are you, uh, like, do you consider yourself the Dan Rather of news? <laughs> now, which is a little bit of a, a test, you know, because Dan Rather is still alive. And in some ways, he's still, he's still creating news. And in case if people have forgotten, as we like to remind them every single episode, we are two men whose resumes and egos are at the bottom of Dan Rather's paper shredder. So that's right. That's who we are. Now, listen, I'm not going to say anything because, because I don't want to get the, the listener and I mean, singular, the listeners hope up. But um, what if you were able to get Dan Rather to, to be on the show? I feel like that would be an episode of The Simpsons if we had Dan Rather on the show. He would, okay, and I say this with all due respect to Dan Rather, and I wish him uh, good health and nothing but the best. But goodness gracious, he would have to be beyond the point of senile to come on Let's Do News. Don't get me wrong. I want him. I want him here. You know what? I want Dan Rather to come on when we do election coverage because, hell yeah, I cannot wait for some Let's Do News election coverage. <laughs> or I mean, and this is this is weird, but Tom Brokaw, I always felt like he he kind of gave up on the word in the middle of it. So Tom Brokaw, he just uh, and he sounded like he was drinking a lot. So, but he he was a legend. He was in fact a legend. Isn't he dead now? I don't Ooh. think so. It's Russell. I, I sure hope he doesn't hear that. Yeah. What what was his name? Was it Tim Russell? Tim yeah. Russell. Tim Russell. Is that or Ruttert? I think we just made somebody up. Tim Crow. Russell. Russell Crow. Tim. Hey, um, okay. So apparently Bill Cosby is sprung. Well, um, Chris, if, if you would do me the honor on this Independence Day, um, can we do news? Do you want to do news? Let's do news. Baby, I'm a firework. Something, okay. something, what you're worth. Oh, we lead off tonight. Speaking of Bill Cosby, this is um, from New York Post. So do with that what you will. <clears throat> BBC reporter mixes up Bill Cosby and Bill Clinton while on the air. <gasps> what is the deal? We have literally tried to block the reality that 
that Bill Cosby was a criminal from our minds. We just, we still can't process it. And we're basically coming up with all sorts of different names to fill in the gaps. A BBC reporter confused disgraced funny man Bill Cosby with former President Bill Clinton while on the air covering the comedian's overturned sexual assault conviction. Now, I want to be clear here. We're not laughing at sexual assault. And this is not me being funny or sarcastic. I'm not. No, of course not. So before you nerds send me emails, we're not laughing at anybody's misfortune here. Although it is freaking hilarious that somebody would, especially a BBC reporter, for as seriously as they take themselves, would mix up Bill Cosby and Bill Clinton while live on the air. I don't know. But let me just simply say this. If you're going to mix up a name with someone who's had sexual misconduct, I mean, it's it's at least good to know that he mixed up the name with someone who actually had a little bit of sexual misconduct. Right, right. Here. I want you to hear it because I listened to it before the show and it is... Let's join our correspondent, uh, Michelle Fleury, in Philadelphia for the latest there, Michelle. Thank you. For the last two years, this has been where Bill Clinton has called home. But tonight, he will... <laughs> She's pointing to a prison. For the past two years, this is where Bill Clinton has called home. <laughs> Let me just say, though, is she standing in the middle of the highway? Holy crap. Like, they got the audio on the cars going crazy. Yeah, it says live in Philadelphia. She's just standing out there in traffic. She goes on to say, uh, this is where Bill Clinton has called home. But tonight, he will sleep from his own bed after the bombshell decision to overturn his conviction of sexual assault. <laughs> in, other ner- in other news, Hillary Clinton was surprised to find out that her husband's been in jail for the last two years. I, uh, she wishes he'd been in jail for the last three years. Well, I think half of, yeah, I'm sure there's a huge contingency of uh, voters who wouldn't have been upset to hear that Bill Clinton was in jail for the last couple of years. But. Probably not. The show host almost immediately after says just to clarify what said there michelle's introduction to the story was mistakenly said bill cosby in or bill clinton instead of bill cosby we apologize for the mistakes somebody is about to get suicided by the clintons somebody is about to die somebody's gonna let me just simply say there are some families you do not want to mess with and it would seem that that might be one of them uh no i don't think although here this is fantastic they have a picture of Bill Cosby and Bill Clinton together. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, yes, Bill Clinton. This looks like it was to, it's been Bill Clinton, Bill Cosby, and uh, oh crap, what is that guy's name? Jerry Seinfeld. The three of them are standing there together. That must have been obviously for something when he was president. Right. Clinton and Seinfeld are both in suits, and Cosby is wearing a sweater that says, Hello, friend. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, Uh, Clinton is no stranger to sexual scandals himself, including his affair with Monica Lewinsky, but none of them have resulted in criminal charges for sex crimes. Poor Michelle. I feel bad for Michelle. Listen, there's a lot of people to be feeling bad for. Yeah. And I don't think that feeling bad for um, probably Bill Clinton or Bill Cosby is really... Uh, where our feeling bad feelings should lie. No, certainly not. But, uh, well, that's an interesting news story, but I'm glad you brought it up because, I mean, it is news. I mean, we're on the cutting edge, people. By the way, though, if they listen to this a few la- days later, they're going to be like, wait a minute, that's old news. This, this is just true. in. This just in. Fireworks. 
are happening. By the way, and this is news, and I put a picture of it on my Instagram. I was in Target. I saw a sign in Target, okay, that said, okay, big red letters, caution, sparklers, no smoking. This is a a kiosk type thing, like a little area that's got all the fireworks. And in big letters on the top, the sign says fireworks, no smoking. I did see that. We're in Target in the middle of nowhere. Well, I mean, not in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of central New York. What I mean simply is that there hasn't been a person smoking in a store for years and years. So the, the it's it's so dumb they, they put the sign, no smoking there, but they have to do it because of some sort of weird code that they have to abide by. In order to sell fireworks, they have to put that up. This, to me, is just an example of the ludicrousy of our country right now. Anyways, I'm ranting. I'm on a soapbox. It ticks me off. Preach, brother, preach. Can I get a witness? Oh, yeah. But uh, were you ever a smoker, Chris? I was. I still think about smoking. So do I. And I was going to say, I, I may have been, depending on whether my insurance company is listening to this or not, but uh, <laughs> I miss the smell, the feel, the taste. Oh, everything about cigarettes. I loved. I still love. I don't, I mean, there's no, it's weird to say yes. It's been, it's been a long time, but I, I still, Lucky Strike No Filter was legit. I love that stuff, man. Basically, that's the fast track to killing yourself, but it was amazing. I have to ask, is there a stampede erupting behind you? What is going on in your house right now? I'll tell you this, and this is, I moved towards the door thinking I'll get better internet, you know, reception. But the truth is, closer to the door, you can hear in the background, the bachelor or bachelorette, whatever it is, that my daughters are watching. We're having to so, compete with the Bachelor. What? I I think it's the Bachelorette. So I don't I don't know if it matters. We have been Hooper. It doesn't matter. So I apologize for that. If everybody's hearing mumbling in the background, let's just imagine I'm like that reporter in the middle of the street. But I, on the <laughs> other hand, uh, I'm out in the elements where a thunderstorm is about to break out. Is that right? You're about to. No, I'm not. I'm sitting in a chair. <laughs> oh, let's move on. <clears throat> this is from uh, sfgate.com. And this was uh, actually, it doesn't, uh, this is from Craig. I'm not even going to pretend like I can pronounce Craig's last name, but I'll spell it for you K O J I M A. He's from the Associated Press. NASA sends squid from Hawaii into space. Wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's phonetically sound out his name. Jeff. All right, all right. Let's do this. Let's phonetically. Kajina, Kajina. Craig um, T. Kajina of the Associated Press <laughs> writes: NASA sends squid from Hawaii into space for research. Dozens <laughs> awesome. of baby squid from Hawaii are in space for study. <laughs> the baby Hawaiian bobtail squid were raised at the University of Hawaii's laboratory. And were blasted into space earlier this month on a SpaceX resupply mission to the International Space Station. <laughs> That's awesome. First of all, what did those squids do to piss off the people that they would be jettisoned out into space? Because... That's insane. Second, like, like that to me, that's like a junior high science project. Dude, I want to see what would happen if I threw two squids up in the air, like, and we'll see what happens when they fall on the ground. 
dude, what if I took watermelon and threw it off this balcony and we watched it explode? And then Gallagher was like, you know what? I'll make a career out of that. Researcher Jamie Foster, who completed her doctorate <laughs> at the University of Hawaii, is studying how spaceflight affects the squid in hopes of bolstering human health during long space missions, <laughs> said the Honolulu Star advertiser reported on monday so let me make sure i understand this correctly they sent the space squid into space just to learn how space flight affects the squids because squids are so similar to humans that we can learn something by their space flight i am confused yeah that's interesting i not to be completely random here but i think there was a movie that i watched called like the whale and the squid and it had to do with uh I think it's in the New York City Museum of Science that has this uh, uh, hanging from the ceiling, this big, um, I don't know what it's called, but the... Squids in space! (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if that, I mean, I've often heard that sometimes the communication skills of dolphins, you know, can be... uh, you know, a lot more like um, and complex to, you know, the way that we communicate as humans or certainly the similarities between chimpanzees and the human person in, you know, to a small degree. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a weird stretch to think that squids are going to be the animals that go up to help give scientists deeper insight into how we'll function should we be put into space like that. I don't know. It's just strange to me. Again, I feel like I'm back to like some junior high science project where they're like, you know, I want to send these squids up into space, you know, like let's what what's our thesis well we got to come up with something the teacher will approve it evidently has to do with bacteria with a natural bacteria that help regulate help regulate what that's what i'm trying to find well let's don't start making sense now let's let's let let's let the listener figure it out yes today's it's like um what were those uh, your own adventure man so choose your own adventure for news um i find that amazing i mean that's a fascinating concept to think we're going to do this and then let's fund it because, you know, we can't use that money for anything better right now, but let's send this up for the possibility of one day populating, you know, Mars. At least now we know how bacteria will function over an extended period of time in space. Cause you know, there's not major diseases, a recent pandemic, cancer that that money couldn't go towards to help. I mean, I just, sometimes I feel like, the ridiculousness of these procedures are so over the top for me. I'm, I don't know if you can sense the sarcasm oozing from me, but it is. No, never, never. As astronauts, astronauts spend more time in space, their immune systems become what's called dysregulated. It doesn't function well, Foster said. Their immune systems don't recognize bacteria as easily. They sometimes get sick. Oh, well, that's... That's, I'm so glad that NASA is telling us that astronauts sometimes get sick. Uh, do you want to know when the squids are returning to Earth? When? July. This month. The squids will return to Earth this July. I mean, not to be weird, but we've had humans in space longer than that. Can't we do research on them? Like, yeah. duh. I don't know, Chris. I don't know. But um, actually, I, I have nothing They're left to say. They're pissing me off. They're ticking me off. I think, again, I th- I, I, that's what's frustrating about a lot of these news stories that we bring up. I think this is what, I mean, we're wasting our time on. 
It's so <laughs> stupid. People are so <clears throat> desperate for news. Well, uh, moving all on. They need to do, all they need to do is just turn on our podcast, and we're going to show them how ridiculous the news is. Right. And let's keep, let's keep doing news. Let's keep doing news. I want you to think of you and Linda when I read this headline. Okay. Oh, good. I want you to put yourself in the place of this Louisiana couple. This is from David Arrow of foxnews.com. Louisiana couple shocked after bank mistakenly deposits $50 billion into their account. Oh my gosh. (laughs) A Louisiana husband and wife were left stunned this month after they discovered $50 billion had accidentally been deposited into a family account, according to reports on Sunday. Darren James, 47 said he arrived home from work in Baton Rouge on June 12th when his wife showed him what appeared to be a deposit for the huge sum of money on her smartphone. I'm like, where did that come from? James told Fox television stations. (laughs) And we're all thinking, who's going to be knocking on our door? Because we don't know anybody with that type of money to begin with. What the hell? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, this is the kind of scenario that everybody wishes for that suddenly we happen upon a large sum of money and and we don't have to worry about about it. But, you know, there's that moral dilemma. What do I do? And obviously, uh, you know, I would I'm so hyper neurotic and sensitive. I would end up saying something about it. But there's a part of me that would be like, holy crap, if we just kind of spent a little bit of this now and then nobody would know. Right. Like nobody would know. I would never have to worry about it again. If you bury but, a smartphone in the backyard, they'll never find it. Well, it's uh, the family immediately contacted Chase, the father too said. James, who previously worked as a law enforcement officer, oh, of course, he has to be a cop for the Louisiana Department of Public Safety, said he never thought about keeping the money. Loser, loser, keep the money. Like, Lies, lies. We knew it wasn't ours. We didn't earn it, so we couldn't do anything with it. Bullshit. You could have done plenty with it. You just chose not (laughs) to, James. Chase finally corrected the error four days later. So wait, okay, do you get to claim that you're a former billionaire then? If I were this guy, I'd be like, as a former billionaire, I feel like I need to... Dude, I'm telling you right now, that's the kind of thing where they needed to have said, you know what? Thank you for your honesty. Here's... I don't know, a million dollars. Yeah. Here's a For real dollars. We the amount know. of money, the amount of money those guys honestly just saved them. By the way, this just happened to, I think I told this, I can't remember, but I encouraged my brother-in-law to buy a book. We opened the book. He finds a blank check in that book signed by the person whose check it was. So think about it. We got a blank check signed. All we got to do, put the amount of money we want in, and the name, and we're good to go. I mean, eventually, of course, the person will find out about it, but that that's her fault. Well, of course, we're honest, so we ended up calling the lady, and we told her, and she was very grateful and took the number of the check down, blah, blah, blah. But I'm thinking, you know what? You should send us something, a reward, right? Because, hello, the amount of money that you could have been swindled out of because you were stupid enough to leave a signed check in a book, I mean... Who signs, just, a, who signs a check before writing out? That's crazy. signs a check, right? What is that about? That's stupid. Christopher, Christopher, your reward. 
It will be eternal. Here's what drives me crazy about this. And here we are picking on this guy for doing the right thing. But James hopes his actions can inspire others to do the right thing. He goes on to say, quote, I love being able to bless people. I love being able to do the right thing. Who the hell did you bless? And we don't even know where this money came from. This could be blood money. You could have just contributed to. I I think at the end of the day, that's somebody who's trying to you know, find all of the silver linings because he's filled with so much regret and depression for not spending a little bit of the money that he's, he's trying to convince himself that, that it's okay. He did the right, right. thing. We will uh, cover this guy's he did the right thing here for the record. Months. Yeah, he did do the right thing. And um, in a few months when they write a story about his divorce, we'll cover it. <laughs> Jeez. What? Just saying. Just saying, it, nowhere in here does it mention that his wife thought it was the right thing to do. Nobody, nowhere does it mention <laughs> the rest of his family wasn't on it. What would Linda do with $50 billion? Well, it would be simple things. We would just pay off our our house. and I mean, we wouldn't go anywhere. That's the funny thing. We're happy where we are. We would probably just relax and realize, okay, we don't have to stress about money, so... And then she would probably buy a little cottage in England and we would have these two little places that we would go back and forth. We would never be able to spend that kind of money. It would just be simply <laughs> relaxing into the life. But, but that's if the we really could get being rather on the show. <laughs> we could just what? Pay, we could build a freaking nice studio and pay Dan Rather to be on the news with us every night. <laughs> Well, we certainly could. We could pay, pay probably, and have anybody on our show with that kind of money. But, <laughs> but it's still, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's funny. That's a great question because everybody's imagined. What would I do if I won the lottery? What would I do if I, if I happened upon, you know, buried treasure? And um, and even me with all of my obsession and my love for books, you know, looking through books I've bought, you know, trying to see if there's any cash in any of them. I mean, there's always that that like what would happen if it's the it's the treasure the treasure hunt that everybody is obsessed with well there you have it right somebody deposited all that money in there and then there's this for most people an ethical question a moral question what do i do now because i have all of this at my fingertips do i spend it or not and there are people who would spend it without worrying or thinking twice they would do it without any you know hesitancy but I am the kind of person that would probably be super sensitive and and uh, and would not be able to just spend it. So yeah, if it, if it happened by mistake, I would have to return it because it's not worth the penalty. I would assume I don't know for certain, but I would assume if you spent fifty billion dollars that wasn't yours, you'd probably owe somebody fifty billion dollars. Like the bank would come after your ass. Here's what I think happened. If it, I'm guessing it was just a, a some sort of a, a teller mistake. I mean, I don't know who who's. I don't know if it was somebody's or if it was just here's a deposit and then they screwed that up so bad. But I don't know. That's weird. You know what this makes me think? How often does this happen with smaller sums of money, like five hundred sure. bucks here, five hundred bucks there, a thousand dollars, like to the point where I don't like okay. I, I shouldn't admit this, but I'm going to. If somebody, no, actually, I probably would notice, but if somebody accidentally deposited a hundred bucks into my bank account without me, like, I, I probably wouldn't notice that. And yeah. so, anyway, I don't know. I think if I won the lottery, though, you know, I always hear people 
my age, and I think they are the biggest liars in the world talking about how nothing would change. <laughs> Whatever. I'm buying my friends jet skis and gold chains, baby. Like, we are flying, <laughs> we are flying all That's over the so country. Fun. Be a professional philanthropist. People are like, I would still go to work. They would never see me again at work. I wouldn't even <laughs> I would get fired for no call, no show. They would just see me on the news. No way. So, Chris, if I hit the lotto, I'll buy you what? You want a tiger? I'll get you a tiger and a gold chain, maybe a jet ski. I don't want a tiger. I think, um, yeah, I think, I, but we'll talk. That's nice to know that I'm your friend with, with those kind of ramifications for you winning the lottery. I didn't even realize that was part of the perks. <laughs> Chris is not really reciprocating this relationship very well, so he gone. That's that's all right. Uh, me and Dan Rather are going to be out there. <laughs> I'm going to be out there floating around on the, on the water with Dan Rather on my yacht. Where are you going to be? <laughs> you going to be out there with me and Dan Rather? Or are you going to be? Oh, I'll probably be here. I'll be at the happy place homestead, probably cutting wood and hanging out. But you know, you and Dan can come by. I'd love to. I'd love to get you guys a drink or something and sit down and chat. Love to come by. We'll uh, we'll have to park the SS Hooper somewhere. Anyway, I wonder though, are you gonna let Dan rather be in your special nook? It's yes. We'd invite him into our luxurious, our luxurious. Simple. Why can't I think of what I call it? Special nook or luxurious special nook. Mm. <laughs> Dan well, Rock. These are worthy. These are worthy new. These are worthy news stories. Is there anything else? We got. Uh, we got one for the road. You want. You want anything for the road? I need. I need something for the road because oh. it's a long way back home from here. Well, the good news is, whatever you want for the road, you can have. For the road one for the road is brought to you as always from nxt next level media nxt level media is a content creation and management company dedicated to helping companies and individuals for that matter meet their full full potential on social media listen here's what they have they have a suite of solutions they have an artistic eye they have combined decades of experience here's what you're going to do you're going to go to nxtlevel.media that's nxtlevel.media nxt level media create engage evolve 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 it's like we're doing lexio divina near near <laughs> near That's oh um <clears throat> and in honor of uh of his triumphant I was about to say return, but it wouldn't be a return. In honor of or his anticipated triumphant visit to Let's Do News, we go to Ben Hooper. UPI News. Ben Hooper writes, 10 overdue books returned to library after being checked out in 1937. That's so dumb. July 1, UPI News. A Massachusetts library says 10 books returned to the facility by a man who found them in a box in his basement had been due to the... Wait, hold on. What? Hold on. I'm going to reread this. Sorry. A Massachusetts library said 10 books returned to the facility by a man who found them in a box in his basement had been due back at the facility in 1937. Okay. So I just misread that. All right. We're going to edit out the F word. 
have been okay. So these books were due back in 1937. The man 63 said he was going through his basement in his home when he came across a box of books that had belonged to his aunt, Helen, a Somerville resident who died. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Who died at the age of 16 in 1937. I was like a girl. Slack, man. Give her a break. Let her have the 10 books. Holy crap. Well, uh, here's my question. And maybe these are just different times. And I, you have to admire a young girl's desire to read. But uh, Alvarez, is, his last name is Alvarez, contacted the library and bought the entire box of 39 books to the facility. What 39 books did she check out? Do you know what this girl's bill must have been? You want to talk about $50 billion owing somebody some money. <laughs> I would say this, though. That's not uncommon. When I was a little kid going to the library, you could I – don't, I don't remember what the exact number was, but you could take out an obscene amount of books. And I did that. So, you know, there would be like a pile about two feet high of books that I would take home with me. Really? Now, I've always kind of loved books, but that was a big library thing. Now, I don't remember what it is when I got older, but um, you, my guess is it's it would seem like the collection probably of 39 books didn't just happen on one visit. It might have been a couple visits, a few visits, and then obviously, you know, the, that, that collection. I'm just amazed that somebody returned it because, you know, if I find a book that's um, – got a library card even in it and i have a number of books like that there are so many things that could have happened to the you know the library could be non-existent at this point so it's an amazing thing to think that not only did they did they go through the effort of finding out if the library was still in existence but they returned the books i mean but by the way they returned the books they're still going to have that bill so keep the damn books and pay the bill Tonight is full of people finding things and returning them. That's the theme of tonight, is find things and return them. The library books include Carpenter's New Geographical Reader, Asia, and Language Lessons for Book one, I don't know. Evidently, she wanted to learn about Asia. What are you crapping on this 16-year-old girl for, Chris? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, she's obviously, she was uh, attempting to be very well-read. Let's say that. That's right. Language Lessons from Literature, book one. About to say. Listen, what, what kind of books would have you rented at 16 years old? Oh, man, what type of books would I have rented at 16? There's no telling. I, I out. Would, uh, in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, I mean, most boys would be like, you know, anatomy or something. Some that bio, <laughs> that, that freaking something, that photography. They get the photography book where somebody's taking pictures of the nudes. I mean... This girl was obviously a little bit ahead of her time. You know, if I were rent, I'm just trying to think 16. I was probably, so what is that? Is that 10th grade? Yeah. 9th, um, 10th grade, 11th grade. I, you know, that time period, I'm reading stuff like, you know, Terry Brooks, Sword of Shannara. And, and uh, you know, I mean, I'm not thinking about Asia. When I was a child in grade school, in the school library, there was this big book, like a sort of an encyclopedia, except for it was way larger than an encyclopedia. I guess it would be considered a world book, but I mean, it had just ton, massive amounts of information. It was on this big table. And uh, on page 1409, there was an image of a naked woman and her breast. 
and all the little boys in the school, myself included, we would go around the school coughing. 1409. It was 1409. That's, oh, 1409. That's a great story. That's and, hilarious. Well, it gets better. And then, um, I mean, actually. That I girl know. came to life and you married her? What? Did. And Ben Hooper and Dan Rather were at the wedding. <laughs> with Chris Paget. What? But anyway, one day they just—I guess—they figured out what it was that we were doing, and when we went, we were devastated. We start flipping through that book. We get to page fourteen oh nine. No, they had cut the picture out of the book. What a bunch of sour pusses! I know, but uh, it's long live fourteen oh nine, man. I can still remember it was fourteen oh nine. What's funny is that Stephen King has a book. 1408 so just one you know number off and that would be (laughs) it would forever be in existence it would be (laughs) that's that's a funny that's a great story actually i think that was a good story thank you thank you i appreciate it 1409 i want to know who took the picture like where'd that picture go that they cut out who's got it Right. I'll tell you what's going to happen in, in, in about five years, somebody, you know, is going to like return that, that picture to the school and ask that it be put into, into Fort, into the encyclopedia. That's what's going to happen. Somebody's like, going to find it and they're going to return it. Pause this for a second. What do you need? I don't know if you know this, but this meeting is being recorded. When you, when you have um, your GPS going, do you have a male voice or a female voice? I have a female. I've never had a male uh, GPS. That's interesting. How about you? How do I get you to be my GPS, Chris? I don't know. I, I'm really bad with directions, actually. So I would encourage <laughs> you to have, you know, Linda give you GPS directions. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. If I, you know, Alexa and Siri, they're, they're both kind of female voices. So, yeah, I don't think they make as much money if they're like introducing our new product, Luther. Luther, what time is it? Luther, Luther, don't ask me. I'm drinking a beer. <laughs> Figure it out yourself, you dumbass. I don't have time for this. Hey, now you're on the trolley. You're the bee's knees, don't you know? You're a turkey dinner, there, Chris. <laughs> we have lost all insane. Hey, listen, I need help. Where am I at? Like, I don't know where you at, and I'm not asking for directions. We'll find it when we find it. So That's shut right. up. Figure it out, you schmuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh goodness. We um Chris, we've uh we've parked the SS Dan Rather. We did it. We did the news. Oh my gosh, thank you for that. And it's early. You have time to go to bed. So <laughs> I'm um, so proud of us. I'm so proud of us. I love that we just did the news. We did that news so hard. It was amazing. We did it so hard. It may never come back for more. Is there anything you'd like to share with our faithful followers before? we? Well, listen, as per usual, let me just say we love all of your emails. Um, We'd love to get one. So if you send an email in, we, you know, we'd love to hear from you. What do you want to hear from us? That's the, that's the goal, the goal here. We want to, we want to be a blessing. We're still running all operations from earlier in the, uh, in the beginning of the show. So if you want to write an essay about yourself, I will read it as news. If yeah. you want a signed picture of share, send us an email. That's all you have to do. I will sign a picture of share and send it to you if you send us an email. Yeah, that's how we roll here. We're givers. We're givers and we're receivers. We're hunters and we're gatherers. That's what we do. We are, yeah. That's what I do. 
Not what we are. We are. We are what we are. We do what we do. You guys, thank you. Thank you all, and good night. <laughs> good night and good luck. <laughs> Dude, are uh, you going to be in Missouri like next week? When the aliens come down, all they really want to see is the pyramid by the river down in Memphis, Tennessee. Made of glass and some brass, it'll knock you on your ass. Make your damn jaw drop. What's that? It's our Bass Pro Shop. Duh, what you think it was? Doesn't every city have a big-ass pyramid by the mud? Yeah, some people wipe their eyes because they think they're on drugs. But they're really at the best place to shop. It's our Bass Pro Shop. You and me, let's learn some history. It took many Egyptians like a million centuries. You gotta finally make the pyramids into what they came to be, and now everybody's.